Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Octopulse, our Detroit News, Detroit Red Wings podcast. I'm Detroit News Assistant Sports Editor Mark Faulkner, joined, as always, by a Red Wings beat reporter, Ted Colfin. Ted, let's start with the NHL draft. It's over. We won't know for two, three, or even four years from now how Steve Eiserman and Chris Draper did in Montreal. But first impressions, Ted. Uh, center Marco Casper was drafted last night. Wingers Dylan James and Dmitry Bashelnikov were taken in the second round today. But what really stands out to you about this 2022 draft class? A couple of things, Mark. First off, if you look at the scouting services, boy, they took a lot of reaches, uh, a lot of people who weren't rated very highly, frankly. Mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of interesting to watch down the line. And then secondly, they didn't restock the cupboard as far as centers. Uh, they were looking for – that was one area where organizationally there wasn't a lot of depth. Uh, they certainly fixed that problem over the last couple of days. I think it was five centers that they got. But you're right, Mark. I mean, we won't know about this for several years, especially with – it seems like with this particular class, there's a lot of kids here who – if they're going to make it at all in the NHL, it's going to take them several years. So it'll be interesting. Um, a couple, I mean, the Casper kid, there was a kid that a lot of people seem to link to the Red Wings right off the bat. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's, you hear, you listen to people and, you know, he's got a good upside. It seems like good plays in each of the zones very well. Tough kid. He, he's not, doesn't back down. Um, good skater. Uh, scouts are leery about his offensive potential, but their wings feel that there's a lot more there inside. So let's wait and see. We'll, we'll hopefully, you know, for their sake, the wings sake, that a couple of these kids will make it to the NHL someday. Ted, how about the uh, first round last night? The Slovaks went one, two, Cooley three, right drop to four, then Goche, Juracek, Korachinski, then Goche, Juracek, and Korachinski. Did they get their second-line center, Ted? And will they be picking later and later each round? It was fourth overall Raymond, sixth overall Edvinson, and this year eighth overall Casper. Could this have been the last top-ten pick for a while? Wouldn't be shocking, I guess, Mark. I mean, you know, everybody does expect them to improve a little bit next season, but, boy, oh, boy, that division is going to be so, so difficult. I mean – you know, you got your top three teams. They're going to be very, very formidable in Florida, Toronto, and Tampa. And I still think Boston's going to find a way to be very competitive down the line. But, boy, you look you look around the Red Wings neighborhood, Buffalo and Ottawa look like they're really improving. And, I feel, you know, Montreal, that was a very injury-plagued. You had a lot of things go wrong last year. I do kind of expect Montreal to at least bounce back and be a lot more competitive. So, I tell you, that division is going to be very, very competitive next year. So 
even next season, victory is going to come, be at a premium for this club. Ted, before the draft today, Steve Eisenman traded a third-round pick to St. Louis to make sure he got six foot three, Vili Huso, one of Finland's most promising goalies. He lost only seven of 40 games in the regular season in St. Louis. Is Huso, though, Ted, the number one goalie? And how do you see the competition playing out when training camp begins? They got two good Let's call them two good one B goalies is the way I would put it. I mean, I don't know. Either neither of them is obviously at all yet an established number one guy, but it has the potential to be a really good tandem. Let's wait and see. I mean, Delkovich for as good as he was, well, actually both these guys had very strong first halves, but mm-hmm. both of them wilted in the second half and then Huso had his problems, it seems like, in the playoffs. Watching a couple of those games, he didn't play very well against Colorado. So let's just – I mean, they're both promising. Both have a lot of potential. They've shown they can win games in the NHL. Uh, they have the potential to be one of the better tandems in the league, but I'm not even close to saying that quite yet. Ted, it's also our first uh, podcast since the Red Wings named their 28th coach in franchise history, Derek Lalonde. Here he is now on the growth of his coaching career and why he feels he can make the Red Wings accountable. Well, there's a ton of growth there. Uh, one, um, obviously I've coached at every level. Um, I, I've always had an approach throughout my career. It was never about getting to the NHL. It's never about being uh, the next level. I, I concentrate on where I was at and wanted to be great in the position I was at. And I think it's probably why I've had success at every level. So learning the league, it's different. Uh, it's a whole different world. I found it to be a little more of a partnership. Uh, good players want to be held accountable. You have to hold them accountable. Uh, we will hold guys accountable here, but at the same time, it's a bit of a partnership. So learning the NHL from that, and then the growth of obviously the playoff runs, um, the intensity was immense, but the growth from the team I'd mentioned earlier, uh, NHL record with along with the Red Wings of winning 62 games and not playing the right way to ultimately get where we wanted to be. There was a ton of growth in that. So I grew immensely. Those are experiences you have to go through. Um, My whole career was like that, though. It was was never about getting to the next level. It was about growing, uh, being progressive in your position, and the rest of it takes care of itself. And I just think the timing of this, uh, the growth, uh, things I've learned throughout the way, it's it's perfect. It's time. Um, And uh, I'm very excited about this opportunity, the next challenge uh, in that career. Ted, what are your thoughts about the new hire, Derek Lalone, the new coach of the Red Wings, introduced the other day? He just added to his coaching staff with Bob Bugner, the former San Jose Sharks head coach. What are your thoughts about the Lalone? Well, I mean, he talked to people, and they all seem to think he's very ready for this opportunity, maybe over-ready. Uh, very well, good credentials in Tampa. Players liked him down there. Uh, it's kind of interesting. He has more or less the same resume that Jeff Blaschel kind of had coming in. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, you, if you close your eyes and you listened, you heard, you saw, you heard a lot of the Jeff Blaschel man, character mannerisms and Jeff Blaschel cliches and whatnot that uh, Alone was talking about last week. So it'll be interesting. He's I, I'm sure he'll, you know he's gonna. He's a he knows Steve Eiserman. He knows 
how Eisman operates, and likewise, Eisman knows him, so there's a comfort level. Um, let's see what happens. I mean, it, this isn't the Tampa roster that he, you know he, he's used to, that's for sure, so it'll be an adjustment, but he seems to work well with young players. Uh, good communicator. You can tell right off the bat a guy's a good communicator. Uh, you know, you, you pull for a guy like this in a way because he worked his way up. I mean, I like to see that. And in any profession, he worked mm-hmm. his way up. He didn't miss any rungs at all. So, you know, he's earned his chance, and let's see what he can do with it. And, Ted, how about free agency, which begins next week, July the 13th? Without getting into a lot of detail, who do you think the Wings might keep? They only have a few real key choices there, key decisions. And, again, who might they go after knowing that the Wings added – Huso, the goalie, what else could you see Steve Eisenman do in the next couple of weeks or so? Well, they still need a second-line center. So, you know, I mean, now there's a little bit of talk that maybe the Rangers won't be able to keep Andrew Kopp. I mean, I think that he would be a guy the Wings would be extremely interested in, mm-hmm. uh, Ann Arbor native. Uh, Tro- Vincent, you, hear about, you keep on hearing about Vincent Trocek. That's a possibility, I suppose, although you didn't, I'm not sure this situation – I think he's looking more for a contender the way, you know, he's been, maybe he'll stay in Carolina. Who knows? They need another defenseman too. I mean, there's definitely holes to fill here. Uh, spots on the roster to fill. I have a, a, a pretty good, a pretty good idea that they will probably keep Sam Gagne. I think Gagne has been a good fit here. Uh, he does a nice job in the bottom six. He's a versatile guy, versatile guy and good guy in the locker room. Um, still wouldn't be shocked at all if they brought back Mark Stahl. I think Mark Stahl feels a good veteran presence on this team. But there's still a couple – yeah, definitely that second-line center, they need to mm-hmm. fill that somehow. And other than that, I mean, I don't think they're going to be I – mean, they're, they're not going to go after the – not that there's a whole lot of stars in this free agent class anyways, but I don't think you're going to see them go after one of those types. It'll be a little lesser – tier than that thanks again for your time today ted right after the nhl draft and that'll do it for episode 74 of our detroit news detroit red wings podcast all your stories are online at detroitnews.com as well as on our octopulse facebook page on twitter instagram instagram stories and snapchat thanks again everyone for listening rating and reviewing this podcast ted and i will be back after the start of nhl free agency